strangers, on today's episode, I talk with Alyssa Brooke, who plays Mayor Klein's secretary, Candace. We talk about her working with Monona, about not being afraid to go after your dreams, and how she also didn't know that she was the other woman until her first wardrobe fitting. She talked with us via Skype from her set in Louisiana, so just keep that in mind while you listen. We hope you enjoy this episode. As always, stay strange. Larry! My name is Alyssa Brooke, and I play Candace, Mayor Klein's secretary on Stranger Things Season 3. You're listening to the Upside Down Podcast. Alyssa. Hey, Ash. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to speak with you as well. Thanks for reaching out. You're one of only two cast members that have reached out to us, the other being Jennifer Marshall, who plays Susan Hargrove, Max's mom, who we love. She's an amazing human person, and she messaged us once that was like, I want to be on your podcast, and we were like, wow, great, and you reached out, and I was like, awesome. How did you hear about the podcast? I actually heard about you from my husband, so I have to give him credit where credit is due. He um, came across the podcast, and he's like, you should reach out. And when I saw your Instagram, I was like, oh, I know a lot of the people that are on here. Several of them are Atlanta locals. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I was like, I'll shoot them a message, see if they want to chat. <laughs> we always want to chat. We want to talk to <laughs> literally anyone affiliated with the show. We're like, yes, we want to talk to you. Uh, awesome. I always say that I want to talk to craft services. And I think people think I'm kidding. But like, no, I want to know. Like, what do you feed 300 <laughs> people at the Star Court Mall? I, I need to know these things. They're amazing. I will give. Uh, yes, absolutely. Is your husband... Uh, in the business? Is he an actor or director? He is an actor as well, yes. Oh, what does he do? He does film, television, commercials. He recently was on an episode of Ozark. It was the first show that we actually both booked an episode on, which is really cool. Yeah, Ozark is fantastic. So are you local to Atlanta or are you bi-coastal? My husband and I split our time. We have a house in Atlanta, well, in the outskirts of Atlanta because we have kids, and we split our time between there and L.A. Same. We're out. We're OTP outside the perimeter. So your IMBT page says that you began acting around 2007. I'm not sure if that's accurate because, you know, sometimes that's just when the credits start being listed. Were you acting before then? If you ask my parents, they will tell you that I have always been acting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I would say that I started professionally pursuing acting in 2006. Uh, My mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer, and she was not given a very positive prognosis, and I was pregnant with my uh, first son at the time. And so I was facing this dichotomy of, like, being a mom and the possibility of losing my mom, and I call it, like, my quarter-life crisis, where I just went, what is the point of life, and what am I doing, and what do I want to be, and who am I, and what do I want to be for my son? And I knew that I wanted to be a performer, and I grew up in a small town in Maine where that seemed a bit as far away as possible. If you look at Hollywood, we are on opposite sides of the continent. I just went, well, I owe it to myself and I owe it to my son to teach him that you need to follow your dreams wherever they may lead you. And so I started pursuing performance. That's awesome. I love that you started in 2006 and in 2007, you're like, boom, landed it. (laughs) 
did it. <laughs> Worked it. <laughs> One of the things that I thought was so funny when you reached out to me is that uh, our friend Caroline Arapaglu plays Mayor Klein's wife, Mrs. Klein. And um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so funny because when I was talking to her about being on the show, you know, she said she originally was just going to be one of the pool moms. And then the day of the Duffers were like, no, no, we've extended you. You're not pool mom one. You're Mayor Klein's wife. And she was like, great. Sounds good. I love it. And so she just kept getting kind of squished into scenes, and which is amazing because we love her and we love to see, you know, our friend's success. But I thought it was hilarious because she said, you know, and I'm watching the show and I'm just really enjoying it. And then I see, you know, that my husband is cheating on me. And she said she was so upset. She said, well, then I didn't feel so bad about looking at Billy. And so when you messaged me, that's literally the first thing I thought about. I was like, I have to DM Carolyn right now. Well, I am officially the other woman. But in all fairness, I didn't know either until my wardrobe fitting. And they were trying on all of these different potential costumes. And they were like, oh, that one was a little too conservative. She needs to look like she's sleeping with the mayor. And I thought it was just, like, said in passing, like, oh, that was just sort of the essence you wanted this character to be. And then it wasn't until I was on set and saw the script that I was like, oh, no, no, like, she really is sleeping with the mayor. That's that's a whole different story. And you're like, not cool, Candace, not cool. I know, Candace. <laughs> Actors have a different way that they approach each role, but with Candace, did you kind of create any sort of backstory for her? Very minimally. I like to wait until I'm on set and use a lot of the information that's being fed to me in the moment as my basis. But once I knew that, and the Duffer Brothers were very clear to let me know, like, oh, she's sleeping with him. So my whole Larry, Larry, the ongoing joke is how many different ways can you say Larry? Yeah. Is that there's that level of a deeper relationship. He's not just my boss. He's somebody that I would care about that just got his ass kicked. Yeah. Can you say ass on this podcast? I you totally can. We're PG-13. <laughs> okay. So, yes, it had that level of this is more than just my boss. It was somebody that I cared about. It's funny um, just because you saying, can we say ass on this? When we first started the podcast, we were just kind of like just rambling, just kind of it was just something that we did just to do. We didn't really think it was going to go anywhere, but then we started getting interviews right. and people started getting interested and we were like, should we be more professional? I don't know. <laughs> like, and I'll I get, like it. And I get messages all the time from like you know parents and it'll be from a parent's email but it'll be a little kid that is messaging me like a nine-year-old like I love your show it's so great and then the parent will write at the bottom hey this is my son and we listen to your you know podcast every day on the way to school and I'm like you know we got to stop dropping so many f-bombs because we are like (laughs) I mean I don't know I guess it just depends on how you parent but yeah I think you're fine we're PG-13 but yeah okay all right I don't think we say anything too egregious. Right. Uh, Maybe we do. Who knows? We will not be censored. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You have a lot of fun moments on the show, and you get to work with, I mean, magnificent actors, not only Carrie, but Stranger Things royalty, the Winona Ryder, and the David Harbour. And like you just mentioned, I love that you're always screaming Larry. You're like, Larry? 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 You say in so many different ways. That should be like a supercut. Fans? Someone make me a supercut. Someone, please. And I, I need will, a supercut. I will post it. But how fun was it being so sassy with Winona Ryder? I mean, you're not only acting with her, but you're getting to be kind of, she's being sassy with you, and you're kind of being sassy right back. That was um, a very much a pinch me sort of moment where you're opposite somebody who, like you said, is absolutely royalty. And I was a huge fan of the show before I ever was on the show. So you have that element, too, of like, oh, my gosh, I'm here. I'm part of it. And she was so wonderful. 
wonderful, so gracious. She came in and she had a backstory for us. She's like, I feel like we went to high school together and like maybe we were a little bit like catty. So let's bring that. And I was like, great, let's bring that. That sounds fantastic. And so I jumped all in with sort of her backstory. But she's just so, so giving and Everybody on set made it comfortable to play. I was immediately included in the family versus, like, just showing up for the day, which is so nice when you are just that sort of day player that shows up and works a couple of days, and then it's like, bye, see ya. They're all together every single day, and for them to be so inclusive and welcoming just makes my job so much more fun and relaxing. I think it's kind of special because, you know, you made that decision in 2006 that you were like, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I need to do something for myself. And I think it's important for people to hear this. Like, sometimes you just got to make that leap of faith you just got to go for it and then you know like 10 12 years later you're in a scene with Winona Ryder like Winona Ryder that's amazing I actually was on set one day by accident they film at a school that's by my house and I was Mm -hmm. just like taking some family there to go look at it just like here's the school yeah cool and there was a lot of cars in the parking lot and I thought oh they're all retro looking cool like I guess they're just like setting up for something and you know we just sat on the sidewalk with all the neighbors and they were taking pictures and we were like don't do that that's not how you do it but um, (laughs) but we just sat there and then all of a sudden you know someone goes quiet on the set and we were like no and we saw out of the corner of our eye Winona Ryder and my sister and I lost it we lost our minds we were like oh my god we're trying to be quiet we're like oh my god and the people sitting around us were like Who's that? And we're like, oh, no, we don't have time for this today. Yeah, no, I, I can't explain it to you. There's no time. I was like, get out of my face. <laughs> no, we told him. We were like, immediately Google Winona Ryder and stop taking pictures. But right. um, no, I just think that's – I'm happy for you. I think that's so cool. It was it was definitely a come full circle sort of moment because, like, many children, uh, Princess Bride was one of my favorite movies, and I had – all of the lines memorized and so to then be opposite and that was me being little and dreaming of someday being in a movie so to have it come full circle where I'm actually opposite you know the farm boy was as you wish (laughs) as you wish was like incredible so now most of your scenes take place in city hall there at the desk which was so funny for me because when I was watching it I thought there's something about this desk looks wrong I just can't you know figure it out and it was because there's no computer like there's no computer sitting on the desk and it was just like paper and a Rolodex, and I thought, that's her desk is so empty. What is she doing all day? Yeah. And then I realized. She's filing her nails and writing love notes. I don't know. She's got to look beautiful for Mr. Klein. <laughs> right. But I did notice that there was a lot of peach happening. Like, your plant pot was peach. Your shirt was peach. Your, you know, flowers behind you were peach. Your chair was peach. I was like, there's a lot of peach going on here. Was there any kind of set design talk around that? Was that something with her character, or was it just that it looks good in the light? I think it must have been a happy coincidence, you know? I I feel like Candace is very, like, she's just a peachy little lovely thing, and she wants everything to be bright and welcoming, and I, I have no doubt that there's a thought behind that, because I don't think there's anything that happens in this show that the Duffer brothers don't have, like, and say on and input on and a theory for why it happens. Yeah. 
but I'm not privy to that. <laughs> I thought Sean Levy directed you in both of your episodes, but you mentioned earlier the Duffer Brothers. Did they yeah, direct they, one? They directed my day on set for the first day that I was on, and then Sean directed the second day that I was on. So the actual when Larry is getting beat up, that was directed by Sean. But the day I was on for my first little um, interaction with David, that was done by the Duffer Brothers. So I have two questions. I have one about David, um, of course, and I have one about about the day that you are in set with Sean Levy. So let's go there first. So, yes. you know, in that scene, uh, Hopper is really just throwing Mayor Klein around like a bag of potato chips. He's just whipping them around. And I've heard from many casts that Sean Levy plays music in the background to kind of get people pumped up and get them in the mood. And I wondered if for that scene, if any music was playing or maybe if it was just a stunt double and they just knocked the scene out. As far as I know, Carrie did uh, the majority of that fight scene himself. So for those that don't know, a lot of times they film out of order. So they fought, they, they did the entire fight scene ahead of time. So when my scene happens, there's actually nothing happening behind the door. I'm reacting to Sean pounding behind the door or making noises behind the door, but not the actual fight itself. So about the time that I was walking onto set is when Carrie was walking off from set to go get cleaned up from being beat up, and he was drenched. He was actually soaked in sweat, and they had been working. So I have no doubt that he was actually doing those things himself, because he looked like he needed a nice, cool shower, poor thing. Yeah, it looked seamless, I mean, but I wasn't just sure if that's because they're so good at what they do or if he actually was doing it. Because there's a scene where, which I guess they could rotoscope it in in the background, but you're, like, looking forward, and you just kind of see Hopper in the doorway tossing him, like, on the back end. And so I thought maybe they were, like, blasting some metal or something to get everybody, like, all amped up. It's quite possible that they did it for their actual fight scene, but not <laughs> for the part where I was observing the fight scene from the outside. Yeah. With the Duffers, you know, you had the opportunity to not only work with the Duffer brothers, which is really interesting, but you also got to work with David Harbour, who is just known, you know, for everything. He's been in theater. He's just done so many things. That must have also been an exciting moment, besides just Winona Ryder, seeing another colleague that's been doing it from the beginning, but kind of hit his stride and his real fame, probably with this show in his early to mid-40s. We actually had a conversation about it, because David and I had crossed paths back in, I think it was 2009. And one of my first jobs that I did when I was living in New York and, you know, trying to make money in the industry, I refused to do anything that wasn't industry related. I was working as a stand-in and I was a stand-in for Revolutionary Road, which he had booked. And so we were Facebook friends before all of the Stranger Things madness happened. And so when I was on set with him, I said, you may or may not remember me, but we met on Revolutionary Road. And he's like, I thought you looked familiar, but I couldn't place it because, of course, I'm in 80s hair and makeup and everything. And we just talked about when he got this role in this audition, he had no idea what it would become. It was just another booking, and he was grateful to have another day of work, but he had no idea that this was going to be the thing that, you know, launched him to the level that he is right now. So it was just really cool to see somebody that you were part of their early trajectory and saw them then to see that, you know, it happened for them. So it was really cool. 
I read you loud and clear. You're telling me I should message David on Facebook and he will talk to me. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> What's funny is that Bethany, who you know from Ozark, she said the same thing, that they're Facebook friends, and they had been because they've both just been heavily invested in the theater community for so long, and addition, you know, film and TV, but hardcore theater people. And so right. she said that every once in a while they'll, like, reach out to each other and kind of chat about things as well. He seems like a nice guy. Very humble, and I think that comes from the fact that he has been doing it for so long. So he has appreciation for the grind. It wasn't, he wasn't what you would necessarily call an overnight success. He's been a steady working actor and he's, you know, paid their dues, as they say. Yeah, totally. As an actor, like we mentioned, it's cool that you got to work with those people, but it must also be very rewarding to be a part of such a phenomenon, you know, to be a part of this Stranger Things universe. I mean, it would be cool to be in you know, aliens or just, like, Ghostbusters, any kind of really big phenomenon that people just, like, love from the instant that it came on, have any cool opportunities come your way because people are like, I know you, you're Candace. I think it's the first um, project that I've ever been on where I've actually had fans reach out to me or find me and want an autograph or, you know, just want to message me and say, I saw you on the show and I love your work. And that's been the most rewarding part. Obviously, it never hurts to have something as incredible as Stranger Things on your resume. <laughs> and I think that certainly has factored into other projects that have come my way since then. But for me, the coolest part is the fan interaction, to know that I'm part of something that brings people so much joy, that they're literally like binge-watching and counting down the days until, you know, the next season airs. They're noticing that your blouse is peach, your planner is peach, <laughs> your flowers exactly. are peach. You're like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Perfect, I love it. Look, that's what I do. Do you have a fun set story or an interesting story? Anything happen on set that you think people would want to know about? I mean, the entire, from the moment I walked in until the moment I left was, it was just really cool. And again, I, I was a fan of the show before I was on the show. And I didn't know when I auditioned for the show that this was the show I was auditioning for. So when I found out that I had booked it and it was for Stranger Things, not only was I psyched, but my entire family was psyched because we were all fans of the show. So I think that in and of itself, it was just one of those things that from the moment I found out I booked it all the way to the end, like it was just this pinch me, can this be happening? This is so much fun sort of experience. And I loved every second. You know what's crazy is I totally forgot to ask you what is always like our first or second or third question. I didn't even ask you, how did you find out about the role? And, you know, did you audition for Candace or were you auditioning for someone else? I mean, I know you probably have an agent and they let you know like things are coming up. What what did you go out for? How did that flow? For this particular one, I was a casting director select, which for anybody not in the industry means that casting thinks that you're right for something so they're inviting you to audition maybe before they put out the breakdown to agencies for submissions um, and they usually do that for a handful of people and um, but I didn't know what the project was I just got this this role and it was secretary and it said nothing and I it wasn't even the real side uh, so they were just dummy sides and it was like two or three lines and I did it not knowing what it was sent it in. I was like, okay, cool. Like, great. At least casting is thinking of me. Grateful for that. And then went about my way. And it wasn't until I got the booking that I found out that it was for Stranger Things, which I'm really glad I didn't know because <laughs> I think I might have geeked out a little bit on my audition had I known that that's what I was auditioning for. Sometimes yeah. you want it so bad that I feel like 
I might have, you know, screwed myself up if I had known. Were you able to just kind of enjoy the moment and take it in? I think more so the second day. The first day was just so quick, and it was just a little, you know, one-liner where I'm, you know, telling David that, you know, Mayor Klein's ready to see him. And that day just was so fast. It was hair, makeup, onset, offset, done. And I almost felt like I didn't have a chance to, I was like, it's over? Like, what do you mean? It's my, I'm time to go home. I didn't feel like I got to enjoy it. But the second day, because the scene was more involved um, in terms of the number of camera angles and sound effects and all of that stuff, it took longer. And I felt like that was when I got to enjoy it because I got to have conversations with Winona when the cameras weren't running and just talk to her as a human being. And that was just really cool to not only have it be somebody that I respect as a performer, but... You know, I liked her as a person, too. She's really funny. Aw, I have not talked to Winona, but I have <laughs> stared at her from across the street. She she is, a, she. well, first of all, she's a tiny little thing, but she's a little spitfire. Like, she's just sweet and very kind and just fun and made everything very enjoyable for me. One of the things that I thought was funny was when Stranger Things came on the air and it was, like, such a phenomenon and everyone loved it. And they were like, this is, uh, you know, Winona Ryder's comeback. And I was like, her comeback? What are you talking about? She's literally <laughs> never gone anywhere. She has been in our lives forever. Um, yeah. And so I was just like, this is just another thing that she's doing. You guys just weren't paying attention. She's amazing. Right. It's just another opportunity for her to be incredible. I'm glad to know that she's so nice. What was your favorite thing about being on the show? I think the fact that I booked something that my son thought was cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, as a parent, you're like, so many times, it's like, Mom, don't stand near me. Mom, I don't want you any. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a teenager, so he doesn't want, he's all about, like, that independence. And it was being able to sit on the couch as a family and, and watch it. And he was like, that was cool, Mom. <laughs> that was my like literally that was my highlight that my my teenager for a few moments that I was cool you're like I did it I made it I did it <laughs> I made it can I can I get a recording of that that you thought I was cool that's so awesome you're shooting right now right you're filming something I, right now I am I'm in New Orleans at the moment it's cool because you know the pandemic happened and everything shut down and in Atlanta it was really noticeable because we have so many productions happening that you know you'll turn the corner to go to Whole Foods and everything is blocked off because you know some Marvel thing is shooting or just whatever and it became like a ghost town there was no one working there was nothing happening I mean you couldn't go anywhere anyway because you just couldn't you needed a mask right. or you just had to stay home but it's kind of fun to hear that even though the pandemic is happening happening things are hopefully progressing and getting better so it's nice to hear that you're out and you're working safely and doing cool things I like that it feels good to be back in the swing of things and I feel like the unions and the productions are doing a great job keeping people safe I've been tested three times in the last week and will be tested again tomorrow before I go on set so they're being respectful of the severity of the pandemic but also trying to you know get actors and crew members back to work because it's our lives we need things to watch people yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest thing because we have such a wide fan base and we'll follow anyone who asks us to follow them and so you know we'll just see the most interesting posts and some will be like these sad you know cry emojis and it'll say if stranger things was still filming it would have been coming out 
in two months. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so dramatic. Their lives are so sad waiting for this show. So it must, it must be really cool to be like an actor or a crew member or someone who knows that like people are like chomping at the bit. They're waiting to see what's going to happen. They need to know what's happening in Hawkins or wherever, wherever we're going. Right. I am one of those people chomping at the bit <laughs> waiting to find out. You're like, where is Candace? Is she coming back? Are yeah, can we start that hashtag? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Don't tell Carolyn. Carolyn, I love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carolyn. I haven't met you, but I didn't mean to. <laughs> you'll love her. I'm sure you'll cross paths with her, and she is a delight. I have no doubt. With the pandemic happening, everyone is trapped in their houses, and we're all extremely bored. Mm -hmm. Um, You can only watch so many shows, except that you can't because they go on forever. Netflix has, like, never-ending lists. (laughs) But is there anything right now that you're listening to or you're reading or you're watching that have just – you really like them and you feel like fans would want to know about it? I just finished Ted Lasso, which I really, really liked. I was a little late in discovering it, but it's just such a feel-good show and when so much of the world is feeling dark and heavy and, you know, it's a pandemic and every day the death toll is rising and the number of cases is rising, that was just a, a really lovely beacon of light in my day. That 30 minutes sort of feel good. And my husband and I, I think we binge watched the entire first season in a day and a half. And we were like, what do you mean? There's not a season two. Like, I need season two. So that I would definitely recommend. I obviously have to plug something else that I'm in and it's a show called Bigger and it's on, it originally aired on BET Plus and it's now just starting um, to air on BET, the regular cable channel and it's Wednesday night at 10.30 Eastern Time and season one is airing now and season two will be out later this spring. So uh, that's a fun, again, comedy, feel good. I feel like I'm definitely leaning toward the lighter hearted sort of um, make you feel good, make you laugh sort of video watching at the moment. I've never seen Ted Lasso. Is that like an Apple TV original maybe? It is, yeah. See, I don't have that and I feel so mad because they won't let you buy any of those shows and there's so many excellent shows that I'm seeing previews for and I'm missing them all. And the other Come day... on, Apple, where's your free trial? I know. Oh, free trial somewhere. Or like, <laughs> just let me watch the morning show. I need Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. It's been out a year. Let me purchase yes. it. And they're like, no. no I Ash. did love that show, too. I, I haven't did. seen it, and I want to. Um, okay, well, you know, post-pandemic, you can come over and watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Randy Havens, who plays Mr. Clark, he posted about Ted Lasso recently, and he was like, why is this show making me cry? <laughs> It's, but it's like feel good tears. It has. I, it's really just a lovely show. I did. I love that show. I think you probably already said this answer. It was probably from your son. But what is the best compliment that you've gotten from being on Stranger Things? That was probably it. That was the moment. It, it was. It was the moment. It's a, it's so cheesy, but it's so true. As a as a mom, if you know that you're doing something that makes your children happy and proud um I consider that a success and of course I've gotten amazing compliments from fans as well and people reaching out and yeah I've had people be like I didn't know that was you I didn't recognize you in the 80s hair and makeup and that's a compliment to me too because I just feel like that means I you know I went all in on that character if you couldn't find me then you know I did that character justice Candace is her own being 
So all of those are compliments. I think any time as a performer that I've affected somebody in some way, great or small, um, there's no one compliment that supersedes the other. I'm grateful for all of those experiences and interactions. Yeah, I think hair and makeup did a really great job with you as well. Um, when I was just looking you up to see the different things that you had been on, I thought, oh, wow, she looks, you look like a supermodel. Like, you look so different. Like, your hair is just, like, long and luxurious. And I was like, well, Candace is very, like, she's got her short little bangs and her little crappy <laughs> curls, and she's very, like, just very manicured and perfect. But you guys look totally different. And and so they did a really good job. That's amazing. That's all hair and makeup because that's my actual hair. With the exception of the bangs, they did give me, you know, the lovely 80s full bangs, which was hysterical. But, like, all those little curls in the back, they did that to my hair with it being as long as it was. So they worked magic. I had a, I had a, I stayed true to the 80s. I had a banana clip in my hair. I feel <laughs> like I've officially, like, experienced true 80s. I don't even know how those work. I tried to put one in my hair once, and it was just, like, nodding. I was like, I don't even understand the process of this. How is this a thing? How did people use these? It, it took a team. I'm not going to lie. There were two people back there trying to get that sucker in. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a reason why they're not around anymore. <laughs> Earlier you mentioned that, you know, the hair and makeup team was saying with Candace's look that she needs to look like she's having an affair with Mayor Klein, which is like, first of all, what does that mean? What does, what that, does that look what, like? Yeah, what does know. that look like? That could be anyone. But what kind of, did they give you any different various looks? Like, did they try a blonder wig or did they try, I don't know, they a stayed, tighter shirt? They, they stayed true to my color They um, in terms of hair, but they did do some variations in terms of neck line on the wardrobe that I wore um, again where, where that got cleared is on the production level whether it was the Duffer Brothers or higher or you know uh, studio level so lots of people have a say in what the final outfit is, but they did try various necklines on how, you know, low-cut Candace was going to wear. I think they leaned pretty conservative in the end. You know, it was the, she was subtle about her affair, I guess. A little spicy, but not so much that spicy, when Mrs. Khan not... comes to visit for lunch that she's going to notice, like, right out. Right. She's <laughs> she's very uh, secretive about it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep that on the download. Um, I didn't know. I was the other woman. It was it was shocking. They're very secretive with their scripts. I mean, and I understand why, given the popularity of their show, but they do not disclose anything, you know, beyond what you need for the moment until you're in the moment. How long were you on set total? Like one day for the one shot, the first shot with the Duffers, but then two days. Two days. Mm-hmm, one for each episode. Did you have a chance to interact with any of the other cast? I know that you interacted with the ones who were in your scene, but sometimes the other cast are just like floating around. Did you have a chance? I did not. I don't think. I don't believe they were on set the day that we shot. I think they were doing predominantly Mayor Klein's coverage on different scenes. So I did not get to meet any of the kiddos, which I probably would have been, you know, a little fan on meeting all of them. <laughs> so it's probably good. They'd be like, this is creepy woman that wants to come over and say hi. I mean, I think it's just, I love that the Stranger Things community is so devoted to this show. And so my biggest thing would be to, like, thank all of the fans. Even though my role is so small, the fact that people have taken the time to reach out to me as Candace has just, it's, you know, it's made my life better. Like, I've had these little moments of fan interaction. And it's just been fun. And so I can only imagine if I know how grateful I feel for the fans with my small part, how much it means to 
David and Winona and everybody else on the show. So I think the fans here deserve a little round of applause if I if I were to add any little tidbit about it. There are no small parts. You never it's, know. It's you don't know what's waiting for Candace in the beyond. Candace could pop up anywhere. You she don't know. Played. Who knows? Like <laughs> I remember talking to Priya and her mom, who she plays Erica, and uh-huh. when she was in season one, and they knew we knew she was going to be big in season three, but like you couldn't say it. And right. so we were just talking about her appearance in season two, and mm-hmm. she would get comments from people that are like, you know, your role is so small. You're such a small role, and it's like one. She's a child, so, like, maybe be cool. Be cool, guys. Right. But, so also, but also, like, where's your role in Stranger Things? Like, are you Lucas's <laughs> sister? No. So it's like every role is important because if they weren't there, like, you know, it's kind of like they lead to the progression of the next thing. So we don't right. know what the future holds for Candace. You never know. Again, I'm waiting for somebody out there to start a hashtag, like, Candace, come back. You and Winnie, you guys see each other at the Jazzercise thing. You yes. change looks. There's an issue. But Karen Wheeler, she's not having it. So she walks up and she stops it. Guys, that's the scene. Somebody cut it. I don't know how to I do like that. It. Make it happen. I'm ready. <laughs> Are you working on any projects that you're allowed to tell people about other than your BET show? Um, I am currently shooting an episode of Queen of the South. Oh, fancy. Which I don't know when it comes out, but yeah, that's what I'm doing in NOLA right now. Cool. Well, it was awesome to talk to you. It was so nice speaking with you. I loved when you reached out to me. I was like, is this Candace? Is this the secretary? (laughs) And again, like, it immediately gave me, like, the heartiest laugh because I thought of Caroline, and I was just like, this is so funny. I have to tell her. We need to do a podcast with the two of us now, so I feel like we can tag team it. I think that that would actually be really funny. I just want to make sure that we've covered everything that you want to cover. Um, My husband and I have been writing scripts lately, so um, that's kind of our, in addition to having a headshot company. So my husband does actor headshots out of Atlanta. So if any actors are listening and you need some fabulous shots, I know where you can go. And that's Robbie Glenn Photography, so I'll do my little shameless plug on that. But no, when when we're not on camera, my husband and I fill our creative box with writing scripts. And so we have that we started that over quarantine. We had one that we had written several years ago and kind of shelved. We're like, oh, we're actors, we're not script writers, and we dusted it off. And uh, we actually have some interest in it. So that's been kind of cool to like find another way to be a part of a profession that we so very dearly love in a new way. It's been really cool. Congratulations. That's awesome. I love to hear Thank that. Thank you. Are you friends with either Catherine Dyer or Jason McDonald? I feel uh, like actually, you would love Catherine them. Came to see, yes, Catherine came to see us for headshots. And so my husband had worked with her on Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. They were in um, the second Two Doors Down. They were in that together. And so we, of course, had heard of Catherine because of Drama Inc. So, you know, everybody in Atlanta is familiar with her name. And But that was the first time that he had worked with her and crossed paths, and then she came to see us for headshots. So, yes, lovely people. So just for anybody new to the podcast, I think old school fans will know this, but Catherine is one of the first people that really got our podcast going. The first was Cynthia Barrett, who plays Barb Holland's mom. But Kat immediately, like, jumped in, and she and Jason let us do interviews at Drama Inc., and her husband is on The Vampire Diaries, and you guys know Kat as Agent Connie Frazier, who we're always trying to bring back as a cyborg in Stranger Things. We feel like she could be, like, a RoboCop <laughs> slash nice. Agent Connie Frazier. We had, a, we had a hashtag going for, like, three years, and it went 
nowhere. Duffer Brothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, still, it's still, you know what? Those We still got to, like, 87. We can make it happen. Um, it's good. But, yeah, but she and her husband are both actors. They're both writers, and they both do, like, photography and headshots. So when you said that, I was like, I feel like this these two couples should be friends. They should hang out together. So it's nice to know that you do and you have. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. We, she came to see us just before quarantine, and we were like, we can't wait for quarantine to be over so that we can actually like hang out in person (laughs) look i'm telling you like one of the things i'm thankful for is that with the quarantine it's allowed us to speak to so many different people that we probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to talk to just because everyone's at home and so they're like sure we'll talk to you and it's like score but it's (laughs) also like i love meeting people at drama inc i love like talking face to face with them and geeking out with them and just being like oh let me touch your hair in person (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like when you asked me, you're like, do you want to do video during the call? I was like, uh, yes, please, because I miss people. Can I please see somebody? Well, what's funny is that I initially wasn't doing video because I was just we only record audio. And then I realized that it was weird because you couldn't communicate with anyone. You couldn't see when they were talking. It was kind of like a phone call. Sometimes you would just keep talking over each other. And right. so I did an interview with Randy. And it's so funny because he's one of the longest interviews I've ever done because I kind of know Randy. And we talked for like two hours and I made him do it all on audio. And so he was on the screen and I could see him, but he just had a blank screen. He couldn't see anything. And he was just like, I can't believe you're making me sit here. (laughs) He he was like, I've blown my screen up so that I can look at myself while we talk. Because he's That's like, I need something to look at. Um, yes, it's hard to look at a blank screen. Like I, you know, especially as performers, like you crave that interaction with somebody else. So yeah, I think a lot of podcasts now what they're doing is they're moving to video and they're like showing like clips of them talking to the people. And I was like, no, we are an audio only format. Um, it's hilarious. Fine. It's hilarious because we were contacted by Teen Vogue and they wanted to do like this big piece on us and how all these people love the podcast and like I. I think it got canceled because my sister and I are like so bad on the camera. <laughs> they, they sent us these cameras and they were like, okay, so all you got to do is kind of like your blog and just kind of look at it and just be like, hey. And we were just awful. We were awful. We were just like, be like, hey, so this is, we were terrible at it. We were terrible at it. And so we sent them like 30 videos and then they were like, okay, you can send the cameras back. <laughs> There, look, I give I give influencers props because there is a skill to making everyday things seem natural and fun. And I look, I sit there and I watch them too. Like, oh, this is what I made for breakfast. But there's a reason my husband and I have our Instagram and we share it. It's because neither one of us is is that person. I'm like, give me a character, give me a role, give me lines. I'm great. Have me sit there and talk about, you know, this is what I made for breakfast. I'm like, nobody's going to watch this. I can't do it. I can't take myself seriously. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so thankful that you reached out and I'm glad that you're in the Stranger Things universe. I'm not glad that you're with Winnie, my beloved Winnie's husband, but I do love you on the show and I'm happy for your success and I hope to see you in a future season. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you and thank you Stranger fans for all of your love. We feel it every day and for those of you out there with a dream, no matter how big, I encourage you to chase it and stay strange. 
Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.